Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Apologetically Me. I'm Maggie. I'm Wanda. That took way too long for you to remember your name, Wanda. No. What? I said it right away. I, I've been practicing. No, you did it. I've been practicing <laughs> speaking slower because when I like I did a practice presentation and my group was like, you talk so fast. And I was like, really? This is my slow voice. Damn. So. I do not think you talk fast at all. Anyway. So if you didn't watch our last episode, just to give you an update, Jordan technically won last episode between the battle for Wanda. Um, We said that whoever lost would give up the podcast and whoever won would resume as the host. But uh, considering today's theme is a little bit um, cultural, he has decided to not risk being canceled and has handed over his prize to me, Maggie. Thanks, Jordan. Special call out for you. But stay tuned Anyways. next week where Maggie's officially gone. <laughs> Maggie gets replaced. That's a new clickbait. Um, so Wanda, what's new in quarantine? What's popping? Uh so as of the last few weeks, um I think that me and Maggie are slowly morphing into the exact same person because there seems to be like conversations that she has separately where like I don't know them in real life but then I'll message her about the exact same topic um and it feels like I'm watching her like for example I think this one time I brought up something about the bachelor and she's like oh my god me and my mom were just talking about this specific thing that happened in the bachelor and then the like we'll say the exact same things to like different people or like to the to the same person about the same context so like yesterday we both like started playing a game called don't starve together on steam and when jordan added us as a friend both of us were like oh my first friend and then but like neither of us knew like what the other person said it just happened naturally and then like there's been so many different I guess times where just like we either say the same thing or we're thinking about the same thing so I feel like we're in each other's heads now and eventually we're just going to morph into one person and we've kind of like discussed this where like taking care of like one person would probably be cheaper than having to take care of two people but we also wouldn't cheaper be able funeral. to drink anything except oh, yeah, water sure. and bubble tea we do not have the same taste in drinks or <laughs> or guys really just a lot of things we don't have the same thing in, but it would be convenient for everyone else if we just morphed into one person. Yeah. I think it's been happening a lot lately, like maybe since we started the podcast, but everything I'm thinking about or like I'm talking to you, I'm like, whoa, why were you just thinking that too? Like, this is really spooky. This happened so many times. And I think it's only grew more since we started this together. Yeah, especially because like we don't really hang out much like outside of this stay home folks yeah so like we haven't even seen each other for like months so like it's kind of weird that we're growing closer i guess that's good right that's just in folks long distance relationships can work don't break <laughs> up with your significant other just yet how, how to stay connected without being together <laughs> yeah pro tip start a podcast make you guys closer yeah be one of the thousands of other people who have also started one yeah we're pretty unoriginal i think all 20 year olds think they have like new enlightened information to share um but we are actually the og of all the 20 year olds okay even though we started 2021. Okay, what is your, I guess, good thing of quarantine this week? Um, It was my birthday on February 4th. I am turning 24 for the second time. Um, It's pretty nice. Like, I did, I wasn't expecting anything. And usually for birth, for my birthday every year or anyone's birthday, really, with our friends, like, we just go out to a restaurant, we eat, we do an activity. So this year was a little bit quiet, but people still like surprised me. Like they dropped off cakes here and there. Um, yeah, I ended up getting like three cakes on my birthday. I'm thinking maybe because I've been so moody this week, it's either one, my midlife crisis coming together, two, all the bad food, or three, just not enough sleep. Any of those three things. Could be all three of them. It's We'll see. Okay, so two comments about that. First, it's <laughs> uh, I was well. Okay, three comments. So I was not one of the people who dropped off a cake. 
But I did say happy Boo. birthday on our mutual <laughs> Twitter account. So I feel like that was even better too. Maggie does not seem to sleep that much. Every time I message, like I don't, I have class and most days I don't have class until like after 1130. So I can go to sleep later. But Maggie's still up at 2 a.m. And then on the day, the one day I do have an 830 class, like I message her, she's up at like 8 a.m. So it's like, she sleeps for like a maximum of six hours every single night and I don't know how she survives. Or maybe I just have special sounds on for when you message me, Wanda. Did you think about that? To just wake up in the middle of your sleep cycle just to respond just to, to my you. message and then go back to bed. <laughs> my messages to you are like screenshots of TikToks because I know you won't actually watch them or like a screenshot of a meme that I think is really funny. Yeah, so- like- the oh, fact that I'll wake up in the middle of the night just be like, I gotta send this to Wanda. A lot of the time, like I wake up and it's like a link to like a meme or like a link to like t- a TikTok where you're like, lol. Okay, and then the third thing is like, it's funny because I've also been very moody this week, so this just goes back to the whole mm. I think we're becoming the same person, dude. Dude, this is spooky. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> wow, we are we are truly in sync. So, okay, everyone, pro tip, go start a podcast. Also, stop but being also, movie, so then I can stop being yes. <laughs> Uh Hopefully tomorrow is when they will stop, but we will see. Anyway, so happy Lunar New Year. I think this will be coming out on the Thursday when Lunar New Year is. Um, it's the year of the ox. We wish all of you guys good fortune, good health, good happiness to everyone who celebrates, to everyone who doesn't. Happy Lunar New Year. Kane said it best on Empire Blank where the new year is about or like the white new year where it's like the start of a new year for I guess like North America and everywhere else that's not Asia is like oh you have to try to improve yourself or whatever but like on Lunar New Year you mostly just get money so it's the more superior new year. I was actually talking to my mom about the money thing because I was like oh I'm I'm like pretty old now. Mom, when do you stop giving me money? And she said, oh, there's not really, I guess, an age to stop. I guess when you when you have your own kids or something is when we'd stop giving you Lunar New Year money. And then so they gave like, it to your oh, kids. Shit. Yeah, but I'm like, I could potentially be getting Lunar New Year money till I'm 30. Is that a good thing? A bad thing? Like, I'm still seen as a kid, but I'm getting the money. So maybe I'll just embrace this. I think it's very optimistic for you to think that you're going to have kids in five years. <laughs> I'm 24. What are you saying? <laughs> that was another savage burn from Wanda to me. She does this to me like twice a week. It's fine. I just At think, least we have it on the record. I think we should start setting realistic expectations. <laughs> Maybe within the uh, next 10 years. I think that's a good period of time for you to... <laughs> This is a letter to future Maggie in 10 years if you don't have kids yet or, okay, you don't have to have kids, but I personally do want kids. So Maggie, in 10 years, if you don't have kids, please consider adopting or doing something in that area. A letter to future Wanda. Uh, You were right. That's it. (laughs) (laughs) That's the contents of the the letter. That's it. Just you're right. Yeah. Want to make sure that future Wanda knows that. Okay, this is my letter to future Wanda. Dear future Wanda, you're wrong. <laughs> well, one of us is going to be right. So we'll see. We'll see. We'll dig this up in 10 years. We'll, we'll, put it in we'll a clip this together in 10 yeah. years. It's fine. It's fine. Okay, moving on to what the beef. Bow, bow, bow. Wanda, mm. tell the people what beef you got going on. Okay, so there was a lot to choose from this week. But the winner is going to be uh, my beef with Jordan. He made me have a timeout on his stream and yet continues to talk about <laughs> how I don't watch his streams enough. When I do watch it, he times me out for 10 minutes where I couldn't type or anything because he said I said something mean, even though. What did you say? I think I said something like, oh, like three days later, still coding. <laughs> Which, like, I don't think was that <laughs> Which mean. is true. Yeah. I don't think it's mean. He's doing it this week, too. Exactly. So I was just stating a fact, but apparently that hurt his feelings. So then I was given a timeout to think Wait, about my Wait, he gave actions. you a timeout or the other mods did? No, he gave me a timeout. Oh, my God. And he said <laughs> he wanted 
need to take the time to reflect on my actions because it, what I said was mean. Oh, oh, he played Minecraft without you. Yes. That's another thing. That was the other thing. So if you wanted to go visit his Twitch channel at Jordan, um, he was, I think, on Friday. I mean, this there's no concept of time in this podcast, but on a day that he was streaming, he, like, gave up and he was like, I'm going to go speedrun Minecraft. But he was always like, oh, I'm never going to play Minecraft without you. This is like our game. So, and then he was what like, What else has he lied to you about, Wanda? I, we I need know. to know. Right? Like, remember how, uh, remember the whole like Leo and like Libra, like trust thing where it was like 40%, 40%. really coming in here. <laughs> and Jordan was like, Oh, what do you mean? Of course we trust each other. We're not sketchy people. Uh, we're taking, I'm taking that back. I think he is a sketchy person. And now, 40% trust, I think, is way too high. To pile on to that, Jordan is also my honorary... He's not my actual Beef of the Week, but he is my honorary mention for Beef of the Week. For context, he gave me permission to run his Twitter account for 24 hours. Actually, he didn't set a time limit, but it just happened to be 24 hours. And they were they were pretty funny, I think. I think I had some really good quality tweets in there. Some of them were iffy, but, you know, like I'm trying to grow his Twitch following. And then... He lets me know by publicly firing me on his Twitter. You can go check it out. George didn't. So he publicly fired me, roasted me, was like, you can't do this. You keep tweeting at my favorite streamers, embarrassing me. And realistically, they're not going to see this. <laughs> so he so he removed me. And since then, he lost two followers on Twitter. So take that, Jordan. You had some like really funny tweets too. Like, Thank you. Definitely some questionable ones. But I think like is it the JoJo Siwa one? Is that the yeah. question? <laughs> and the one that you deleted with like I'm new here with like Oh yeah, I tried to turn him into an uwu girl. You can see all nice. of this on his Twitter. Nice. Don't follow him though. Just go look at it and then follow our podcast instead. Yes. Don't follow him. Hey Wada, who is your honorable honorable mention? Riverdale. I actually don't watch Riverdale. I tried watching Riverdale for one season. But it was just so bad. Like, it, there, I, I, I don't know. Like, I, I don't even know how to describe that as bad. But I once heard that Riverdale was supposed to be a social experiment to see what people would watch as long as the people were attractive without any having any kind of plot of some sort. But there was this tweet that Maggie showed me. Let me read it out. Yeah. It's... Season, Riverdale season five will now be set seven years into the future where Archie goes to war... Betty joins the FBI, Jughead becomes a writer, and Veronica gets married. So all of these are occupations, except marriage. Veronica. <laughs> so why is it that her like sole thing in seven years, all she has done is get married and has accomplished apparently nothing else worth mentioning? So when I was watching the trailer, okay, I didn't actually watch it, but TikTok showed it to me. But I thought this tweet was like super fake. Like, there's no way this is legit. And then it flash forward to the trailer, and it's Archie dressed in World War One attire. Not even, like, normal modern-day army. I don't know what war is going on either. I don't know why Betty... It looks like she got Silence of the Lamb. Like, she was taken kidnapped or taken hostage or something. And the trailer was like, Betty, you've you've gone through significant trauma. And it's just, like, flashes of her, like, trapped somewhere. So I'm like, what is happening to this show? Is it ending? Can it end now? I'm begging. This is my official plea to the writers of Riverdale to end the show. This would make sense if seven years later, it was like 1918, like the year 1918. Yeah. And that would be the only way that this show would make sense where marriage can be an actual career for a woman. Let's hope so. Let's hope that's the plot twist. Moving on from my beef. What is your beef? <laughs> Thank you. Beef torch is on me. So we are avid fans of the Try Guys, let me paint you a picture. So Keith Habersberger, before in a YouTube video, was like, all of Twitter is just blah, 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 commentary, joke, joke, um, which is very true. Um, but recently, our idol, our podcast gremlin, came out with a very strange tweet the other day. Every once in a while, I try to be one of those super cool, like, tech lifestyle dudes who is very clean, cold showering, and has iron jeans. But then I remembered that I'm a little goblin boy that eats pasta in the tub. What's your favorite spaghetti? 
Like, oh, obviously, what the heck is going on here? So we reply, Miles, what is this tweet? And why do I love it so much? Just to, like, keep up the banter. He liked it. It, it still comes down to, and my family friend Christina was telling me this, too, that Miles is stealing Keith's brand. So my beef of the week is Miles. Miles, notice us. Um, we we love you, but come on, stop stop stealing Keith's brand, man. Be original, Miles. Maggie would probably have that like framed. She, as soon as she got it, she yes. sent me a screenshot of the notification. And Maggie often makes the exact same kind of joke with uh commentary joke what was that commentary joke 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 question or whatever it's blah blah joke joke commentary oh okay yeah because maggie makes those often if you check out her twitter feed there are a few yeah comments just like that i wish i could stop expressing my emotions in memes i wish i could stop like i am self-aware enough to know that i keep doing this and it's my formula for some reason but i need to stop i wish we and were miles funny we- without memes <laughs> yes this is why i've regressed so much as a human being since quarantine i can't talk to people anymore and now i just say hey let me show you this meme to show you how i really feel that's so funny it's like you're in this like traumatic moment and you're just like showing pictures of memes to express how you feel therapy in 2021 you know that like squidward like handsome squidward versus regular squidward yeah, that's the meme that I feel right now. I am regular Squidward. <laughs> am I am I handsome Squidward? No, I think the uh, everyone else is handsome Squidward. <laughs> I'm just trying to express sadness <laughs> okay. here. Is that who's in your background? No. <laughs> that's you know that old guy in the, in those oh, stock Harold? photos who's really uncomfortable. That's his name? I'm pretty sure. Or I, I no, I think not not his actual name. I think the meme's called Uncomfortable Harold or something. Oh, yeah, that's uncomfortable, Harold. Me and him are both uncomfortable with this. It says, um, you're probably wondering why I called you here today, which is something Nick says a lot. He sits at the head of the table and he'll just say that to his friends. Oh, no, it's called hide the pain, Harold. Aw, that's even worse. Sorry, Harold. We love you. He is actually living his best life. Do you think he made money off being a meme? I don't think so. I think he got paid for the stock photo and that was it. Like, he's, like, happy that he did it and he's happy he became Aww. Yeah. Go him. Anyways, so today's topic, is, we get a little serious this time around. Um, our topic is we're not Asian enough. Um, so basically what we're going to do is talk about our backgrounds, our cultural upbringings. What was that like for us? Did we feel like we lost our culture? Any microaggressions we felt? And Asian representation, because that's always important. So, Wanda, tell the people what your background is. What do you mean by my background? Like, where did you come from before your mom's uterus? Uh, so there's a... Wait, that didn't make sense. There's let a me, hole in Let the... me rephrase that. <laughs> we're not, we're not going to tell our viewers this part of it. Where, where are you from? I think I'm just... Like, this is my usual answer, I guess, when people ask me where I'm from. I'm like, what do you mean where I'm from? And then they have to, like, try to yes. explain to me what they're trying to get at. But do I you know, know that? That Parks and Rec thing where Leslie is like, so Tom, where are you from? And he's like, South Carolina. And she was like, where are you from before that? And he was like, my mom's uterus. <laughs> that was like the is bad this like that? <laughs> Parks and Recreation. That was like, we don't talk about what happened before that was, season That two. was BB before Ben. Yes. Before B, before bef- BBC, before Ben and Chris. <laughs> True. They, it was a cultural reset. But yeah. anyways... Tell the people what your background is. Where were you born? According to my 23andMe, I am (laughs) 99.9% Asian, uh, predominantly in mainland China. I think 88% mainland, um, like 12% Korean. That's a rough estimation. I haven't looked at it for a while, but I was born in China in the province of Adian and I came to Canada when I was three years old in April of 2000. Feels like just yesterday. Yeah it does actually like even though it was 20 years ago. You remember like coming here that vividly? No I I actually don't but um like my mom and my dad have told me stories about it. So, oh actually this is kind of like a wholesome story. So um 
when I came, I used to be like a huge crier back in China, like wherever I go to a new place, nonstop crying the entire night, like they could not for some reason put me to sleep if I was just like at my grandmother's or like somewhere else other than like home. And even when I was at home, I'd cry. But then on the plane ride to like Canada, I did not cry once. There was like a child, I guess another child like behind us a few rows back and they were crying and I would just like look up and like look at them, just be like, oh, this is a weird thing. And then like I either spent the entire time sleeping or like being fully okay. And then the whole like crying thing like stopped. Like I still cried a little, but like not nowhere as much as I used to. There's this thing where like my parents are always like, you were meant to come here or whatever. Like Aww. this is your destiny because it's like it like changed you for the better. Maybe it's like you got a taste of your own medicine on the plane and you were like, wow, this is really annoying. I need to stop this too. And that's the earliest uh, time where I stopped liking children when I was three years old and there was a crying <laughs> baby. <laughs> When I was three, I hated the other three-year-olds. Yes. Where are you from? I was born in Canada. Um, my parents are Viet Vietnamese. So they came here in 1994, I want to say. So they had my older brother. Um, they wanted to start a better life. They came to Canada. They had me and then my younger brother. So I have the fortune of saying I am... I am Vietnamese Canadian. That's how I say it. Do you say you're Chinese Canadian or you just say you're Chinese? And people ask. Does I it just, ever come up for you? I just say I'm Canadian. <laughs> I, I don't think I, I guess that's part of it too. Like I never really say I'm Chinese Canadian. Like that doesn't, like people say Chinese American or like Asian American, but I've never, I say I'm Yeah, I've never heard the Canadian part, but I identify strongly with Vietnamese and Canadian. Like my parents always say like, I'm going to send you back home if you're bad. Or something like that. Like, they can't physically send me home because this is my home. They can't deport me at, at heart like Vietnam is our home. That's really funny because you, because you were born here, you literally have not even, like, a passport that would, like, you would have to apply yes, for, like, a visa right. and everything to go back. So And they'd be like, um, no, you cannot be here. That's so the threat of deportation even though it's not really like you weren't even born there yeah so would you say you're fluent in mandarin i would not i see i would say i'm fluent in chinglish which is chinese nice. and english where the more like unknown the situation is the more my like mandarin regresses and i can't speak at all like i just can't think of the Feel words that? as quickly but like if I'm at home, like Mandarin comes more naturally, but then I'll forget a word and I'll just automatically substitute it in English rather than trying to like think about, think hard about it and like say it in Mandarin. But also I think you're more fluent in Mandarin than I am in Vietnamese. Which is weird because I would say the exact opposite. Really? Yeah. I don't think so. I hear you speak and I'm like, wow, which one was that fluent? We just don't understand each other's I'm, languages whatsoever. <laughs> I am in my family, like my Vietnamese is better than my younger brothers, but still compared to like the other Vietnamese Canadian kids, my Vietnamese is like pretty rough. At home, I speak, like my mom will speak Vietnamese to me, but I will reply in English. Or if the translation isn't there, then I will reply in Vietnamese. But I speak Vietnamese so rarely, like to my other family members at work, maybe. And that's like the extent of my Vietnamese. Other than that, English. My Vietnamese has gotten so bad through the years. But I will, if I have kids, they're going to be raised bilingual. Like they will be forced to learn Vietnamese. I've thought about that. And it's like, I hated going to Chinese school when I was younger. Like it was Saturday mornings at 8.30. Even when I was a kid, I was not a morning person. And... The first I'm time so jealous. my parents took me, I cried so hard and like they had to like push me into the classroom because I would like, oh I was like God. hanging onto the doorway, just like not wanting to go in, just bawling my eyes out because I didn't want to go. And I feel like that should have been like the first sign that I was like, maybe they shouldn't put me into like Chinese school, but they still continue. Wait, how old were you? I think I was like <laughs> um, 14. No, grade three. <laughs> So, oh, so like eight years older. Yeah. So it wasn't like an Seven, outrageous, <laughs> like you could still cry at that. This age. was actually when I was 18. <laughs> <laughs> it's still yeah. acceptable to cry, yes. Yes. So it was like, I mean, it was like, now that I think back, it was like 
if you're like an older kid and you're just watching this eight-year-old just like cry her eyes out because she didn't want to go it's like so embarrassing now that I think about it but I have no regrets because I still feel the same way which is why it's like yes I would like if I had a kid I would like to teach it Mandarin but I would like to teach it not in I guess a Chinese school setting on a Saturday mm. morning at 8.30. I would always be so jealous of, like, you and our other friends who said they had Chinese school. Because I was like, damn, I wish I had, like, Vietnamese school or something. Like, growing up, I think we we had similar situations growing up. Like, we grew up in the same city, like, predominantly, like, white community. I was always, for a long time, like, the only Asian kid that I knew. Or the only Vietnamese person that I knew. So I was like, wow like to be around other people that must be so great even now our city right now like one of the high schools it has a lot of Asian kids and I'm I'm still like wow like I'm a little jealous of that because I wish I saw like people more like me out there or like similar upbringings I think we would have had a a lot in common and I wouldn't have felt so I wouldn't have had like so many identity crises growing up even now like your immediate friend group no one else is like Viet. yeah what the hell anyway so what was your earliest memory of of realizing that you were different or not like the other white kids growing up i want to say like grade two grade one maybe even kindergarten i'm not i don't i can't like it was young like i was very young and it was like um like back in the day it was like where we're from was very very like white like there was it was very like there was no other like races here and like only in the last maybe like now I would say 10 years like has more like different like cultures and like different types of people have moved into this place so back then like when you saw like like Asian food didn't really exist like there was no like sushi restaurants there was no like Chinese restaurants or anything so like I think when I was younger I would bring like um like Chinese food as like leftovers for lunch or something and then like the kids would like make fun of me for it because they're like oh my god like what's that and stuff and then like I would force they like ended up forcing my parents to like make me like sandwiches instead because it wasn't weird which is like so terrible if you think about it because it's like my food is like so much better than like what sandwiches were and like I talked to my old roommate about it and she was like I had the exact same experience when I was growing up and she lived in a like a completely different city like an hour away I don't know what it's like for kids now but I'm I'm hoping that it got better that no one else has to go through what we did not that we went through like significant trauma or pain but it's still like it was it's still like scarring enough that you remember it to this day yeah I think only recently I've started like reflecting on things that have happened and been like oh maybe that wasn't right and could like you know like you when you were growing up you're kind of like you just accepted it and you're just like yeah this is the way that's always been and then like I think I didn't start bringing like Chinese food as like lunch until like grade 10 or grade 11 probably like it took me like 10 years maybe to start doing it again my earliest memory I think it's a little bit tricky because I've always loved Barbies growing up and they're you know like Barbies are always blonde they're so skinny tall white And I remember thinking like when I was maybe like six or something like that, like, oh, I'm so ugly because I don't have blonde hair. Like, I'm I'm never going to be like that white. Like, this this sucks or something like that. And I was genuinely very upset because of that. And I don't think I ever noticed at school that I wasn't like the other kids. I just knew that I was a little bit uglier because I'm, I'm not like them. Like, I look a little bit different, but no one ever acknowledged it until I think like elementary school kind of. Mm-hmm. when the teachers would say to me like when it was lunar new year they'd say gung hey fat choy to me and I was just nodding and I was like I don't know what that means what the hell and they were like that means happy new year to you and your family and I said okay thanks and I just like didn't say anything about it but now looking back I'm like that kind of racist yeah they just assume I was Chinese like why did they say that to me and it's also like it's there's two different there's like Cantonese and Mandarin and they spoke to you in Cantonese that's like that's an assumption in itself too yeah so it's it's very it was very weird growing up in in such like a white environment too and I don't know about you but I went through a phase where it was both like noticing I was Asian and I wanted to be the one who wasn't like the butt of the joke so where I would like make Asian jokes or like very racist jokes internalize it 
and be like, look, I'm the first one to say it. Now you can't say it. Or another thing I did was like, I rejected being Asian or rejected Vietnamese where I was like, I'm only going to be like white. I'm going to show people that I'm like the whitest person they know so that they can't say anything about me. I think I went through like those two phases when I was growing up. I think like definitely for the second one, I don't think I did much of the first one. I think I ended up being more of like the butt of the like, I guess, racist joke, especially in like grade six, seven. Like it was a very, I guess, white school. Me too. Yeah. (laughs) Oh God. Middle school. I think that's why like we both hated middle school so much. Yeah. It was just, everyone was so like well like for my middle school everyone grew up together like they went through kindergarten all the way to like uh, like all through elementary school together so they've been friends for like 10 years or something and they're all very clicky so it was very like it was more difficult to make friends because of that and then like when you're like the I guess the butt of their jokes then it's like even harder to like the whole like the dental floss joke and everything and like the wait what what's a dental floss have you not heard that where it's like oh like how do you blind an asian person you put dental floss around like across their eyes how why would you do that because the joke is like there's like it's squint your eyes are thin enough yeah Yeah. and then like the whole like they would like move like they would like move their eyes to like like pull them out and everything and be like have you not heard that Okay. Uh, I I know like the squinty eye thing, but I don't know the dental floss thing. That's new. They also like they would like pull like pull their hand up to their eye and they'd be like, oh, like Chinese, Japanese, like yeah. oh yeah, all yeah, that stuff. That. that was like really rampant in my middle school. But then the whole like trying to be more white made me like I guess give up a lot of like Asian culture as well. Because like even now, like me and Maggie are pretty basic. yeah maybe involuntarily basic but yeah i see what you mean i will say though like it progressively got better with every year like elementary school sucked middle school sucked high school got better like i met i met more people who were asian like more diverse and i think that's when it started to change a little bit where i was like holy shit there's so many people of color here like we all had the same experiences growing up like they're not the same same but it was still enough where we all like bonded over something like we all had okay not to be like over general but the kids I had I grew up with they had very low expectations like good grades weren't expected of them like they didn't have to go home and work or clean or anything like they had very little responsibility so when I went into a high school where it was like other people like me the expectation was just like mine like high grades like you have responsibilities to do like you you you're gonna be a good kid like you're going to be average you're not going to be like less responsible kids so it's it was very nice to see like people like me in high school and university to be fair people in high school like we went to a school that had like a international baccalaureate program which is also known as IB which is like what you go to if you are like you want to i guess excel academically like cuz the classes are like harder or whatever and you have to apply to get in and everything so like i feel like that definitely made like the people it's a little bit more competitive yeah like the people who went there were definitely people who wanted to like achieve more so i guess than the regular than the, like the average person so that i think that contributed to it as well do you feel like you lost your culture over time like are you do you resent how much chinese culture you lost do you wish you do you think you have a good amount now Mm, I feel like I could still you like I could still have more like I feel like I did lose like a lot because like trying to be I guess basic um was like a defense mechanism that to like stop getting to be like not bullied and everything like that so then now it's just like it's become who I am and only like in the last few years have I kind of just been like I guess more accepting of like the other side of me would you say that like the the trying to be white part set in for you at what age honestly i don't think it happened until like how old am i 24 i don't think it happened until i was like 22 when you were trying to be more white no no oh wait no like that was only when i noticed oh yeah yeah. i think like when i was like 
trying to be more like would be probably like grade, high school for me. For me, it was probably like grade three or like grade two. Mm. It like happened very like very young. Like I kept on trying to like adapt. I think I don't know like a certain age for me. I just knew it. It um, yo-yoed a lot between trying to lean into the Asian jokes or trying to be white. And I know like in high school too, I forget who like one of those like typical mean girls was just, I heard her offhand. She was like, oh, like all the Asians like blend together. I don't know who's who. They all look the same. And that's when I was like, oh, like, what do you mean we look the same? Like we are all, we all look very different. We all have very different personalities. Like that's, I don't know what that means. And at the time I didn't realize that was a racist thing to say. So I internalized that where I was like, oh, I am, I'm going to like try to be more, like have more of a personality or try to be less Asian, like distance myself from that. Mm-hmm. And like, oh, okay. Like the stuff I used to like, like I loved K-pop. I still love K-pop, but I'm like, okay, I'm going to like quiet that down. Like I'm going to reject like all the stuff that made me Asian and just try to be full white. That way people will know that it's me and not just a clump of Asians. I think that even still happens now. It's like, why is it that like, oh, you can go like see a white person and be like, oh, that person's like Scandinavian or that person's like Eastern European or whatever. But then you can't even tell the difference between like a Chinese person versus a Korean person versus a Japanese person. Each one of those places are like, I guess, to have like a significant difference in how like someone could look or like how like they dress and whatever. But like same with like I guess Asia. Like there's many, there's a lot of differences in like Japanese culture and Chinese culture and Koreans. Like they look different. They like of course some people are like, for example, me, people are like used to like a lot of Asians were like, oh, like they would speak to me in Korean because they thought I was Korean, which I don't blame them because I'm partly Korean, 12% ish. So like I get it, but like you can't just say like you can't go to Maggie and be like, so you're Chinese, right? Don't don't call me Chinese because I am Vietnamese. But also, it does not matter, and you don't really need to ask. Yeah, I don't see. I mean, so I know now in the workplace, you can't really ask people where are you from. But I I get the interest where it's like I want to know what your background is. I think that would be cool. Like when I meet other Vietnamese people, I'm like, oh, cool! Like you're Vietnamese too. Do you like this? Do you like this? I don't know if you do that too, or maybe I you don't. I do not. No, I find that in itself a little bit um, racist because you're just assuming because okay, fair <laughs> because they're Viet, I mean, they're going to share the same things that you like. I did that to other people who I would ask if they were Vietnamese. Like, I remember in high school a lot, I would always get very excited when I saw other Asian people and I wanted to see if there was any Vietnamese people. Not so much these days. I guess you're right. To a certain point, I don't really care anymore. And if, like, it really mattered, we would... Or the thing, like, we we talk about, I think, would come up. Like, if we're talking about food, then they would tell me their background and be like, we used to eat this a lot. Like growing up or something like that that's when I thought it was cool I don't think it needs to come up like unnaturally in a conversation like it unless it's like pertinent to the conversation so there was one time when I was like uh like I was working and I was like talking about some work stuff to someone and then like out of the blue they interrupt me and they're like so where are you from and I'm like sorry what do you mean oh like oh like where I commute from I'm from like oh it's like a 45 minute like commute away I take the train and they're like, no, 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 no. Like, where are you from? I'm like, my mother's uterus. <laughs> like, it was just so out of the blue where it's like we were talking about work. And then, like, you just had to, like, interrupt me firstly to diverge the conversation mm. to, like, ask me this. Like, it didn't like, why do you need why do you care? Like, why do you need to know? Like, what? What about it was like? We he just talking. straight up wasn't listening to you. Probably. He was just like, I'm going to do my own thing. She's boring me. He was like probably looking, like he was probably like, like not even listening. And he was just looking at me being like, huh, I wonder what her background <laughs> is. <laughs> and then just like could not figure it out. So I just ended up asking. That's not good. Don't do that. It seems very harmless. Someone asking because like they're curious, but also it's very annoying because it's, like something that we've had to like you know one out like you don't ask anyone else this question that's the thing 
I think what annoys me is it has nothing to do with like what our conversation was or like what what is the benefit for you to know like why why does it matter that kind of thing like I'm not going to ask you what your blood type is appropriate times to know when we're sharing yes. 23 and me results yes <laughs> um yeah read the room would you say you still get like a decent number of racist questions like pre-covid um of racist things happening to you or passive aggressive less so i think the last time i can really remember something i was working and like uh i would take like i was doing like customer service so i'd like take the phones and everything and then this lady comes in and she's like oh were you one were you the one speaking on the phone and i was like yeah and she's like your english is really good and i'm like Thanks. I grew up here. I get those kinds of questions like all the time. And it's very, very annoying. I would say like those types of questions come to me like once a month. I think this white guy once came into like my my place and he was like, oh, you know, like me and you, like we had the same upbringing. And I was like, what? This is a white man. He's like, you know, people don't treat us the same. Like, I'm from England. You're from wherever you are. Like, we both look different. Like, people are going to be racist to us. I was like, what the fuck? Like, you are a white man. What do you mean? And I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to nod. I'm not going to, I'm not going to lecture him this. I don't get paid enough for this. Whatever. Say whatever you want. We need to start, like, calling people out about this stuff i'm too shy i know that's the thing though especially when you're working and stuff like you don't want to like cause like an issue right like wasn't there like a person who came in who thought you were your your mom even though your mom's like at least 30 years older than you are yes like we look very different (laughs) um yeah they and they were trying to gaslight me too they were like no like i was for sure talking to you on the phone that wasn't your mom i know what your mom sounds like and then my mom comes out and she was like, oh, yeah, I was just talking to you on the phone. And the guy doesn't even apologize. He's like, oh, okay. And he continues. Okay, before COVID, I would say it happened to me a lot. Every time we went downtown of our city, like some stranger would just say something racist to me. Like Ching Chong, they would ask me where I'm from, something about my eyes, something like that. It's, I like to think that maybe after the Black Lives Matter movement and everything, maybe people will be more sensitive but i think i don't know if it's gonna happen wait no 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 before you go there i'm gonna come back to this because i have like i have something i want to comment about that but um i just remembered that when i think we were around like 15 or 16 we went to like toronto which is like the big city near us and i was with like two of like our friends and not me what the hell no i don't think you were there so um this one friend who is now in like med school she was just walking and she i guess she wasn't paying attention where she was going and she like um kind of like she almost ran into like this guy who was like i think he was like filipino but he like he would got so angry at her and he was like watch where you're going you like chink like open your eyes like if you you can't like if you can't like watch where you're going you should go back to your country and everything and she was like so rattled by it because like we were what (laughs) yeah (laughs) and like we were like fifth maybe like 16 17 at the time and like young girl this like 30 year old guy just yelling at her and then just like he like stormed off in anger holy shit yeah and then the other thing was like in i guess february of last year where the like whole covid thing came out with like because it was like the china virus and everything so a lot of people there was a lot of like i like racism to like chinese people or who people perceive to be chinese so like anyone that was asian so there was a lot of like people beating Asians up, like making fun of them. Like even even now with like how there's like South African, like you're not supposed to call like because we're trying to reduce the stigma, so we're not trying to call them by like the place where the variant came from. But like, um, for example, the South African or the like UK variant, no one's like attacking UK people, or no one's t- attacking South African people. But like in February of 2020, a lot of people like stopped eating at like Chinese food restaurants like and the like business was like way down for a lot of like Chinese restaurants like a lot of Asian restaurants even too because people were like 
very like oh they started this they're gonna bring the virus into this country and all that like into like the food that they're cooking so i'm not gonna buy from them so a lot of businesses suffered and closed down because of it but going back to the whole black lives matter thing i think we're moving like that was good i think that was something that was like years and years of like pent up yeah and now racism is over and now everything's okay like except it's not like i feel so me i like i was talking to maggie about this like earlier this week where it's like people are now scared to i guess say racist things towards like black people but it doesn't mean that racism has ended they either just don't say it to their faces or they just make fun of like other people and they think it's okay and the whole like black people are also then racist towards asian people as well where they'll like openly make fun of them and joke about them side story like i was on facebook at the height of like covid and stuff side note if you if you want to guess if anyone is racist just see if they have facebook like 70 percent of the time i'm sure they're racist um and all the memes that people were sharing were just like oh like that china virus haha and people like this one guy, he just shared like a friendly message like, hey, just because like coronavirus is going on, like we're all scared, like this isn't the time or place to blame a certain country or ethnicity, like don't be racist. It's still like the key point here. Don't be a shitty person. And it literally was a controversial statement of him to do that. People were like piling on him like, no, this is perfect. Like we need to blame the Chinese. Like um, all Asians are disgusting. Like they eat gross food. And I'm like, what the hell is Facebook now? so toxic this sucks and then the black lives matter movement like to your point uh, even though people were afraid of saying things against black people like they were still like jabbing at asian people not to say that like one or the other is like you should you just shouldn't be racist that's what that's what i'm trying to say here like that black lives matter thing it just goes to show that you you can't get away with saying things or like not being racist to just black people you just don't be a shitty person. Yeah, I, it's funny though because um, I remember seeing some stuff on Reddit where this person was like active, like their like Twitter bio was like Black Lives Matter, uh, like hashtag like like all those things where it's like they're trying like they're supporting the movement and everything. But then like a lot of their tweets are like making fun of like other races. Okay, like I think we're missing the point a little bit here. I think. Uh- because it was like such a trending social media movement a lot of people jumped on it for the clout yeah i don't think a lot of people genuinely believed in it and i think they weren't aware enough to realize that their actions had microaggressions in them or passive aggressive racist statements that they just were like oh i see everyone else jumping on this i'm gonna do it too i'm not going to be the one to be the odd one out i'll just do it yeah maybe we need an asian lives matter that isn't to say that asians are people who are sweet and innocent all the time too i think asians are also part of the problem they're also very racist i don't know about you but vietnamese people are so racist like they hate being mixed up with chinese people so much and they're like no like we're we're not chinese like we're nothing like them my mom has something racist to say about almost every race including her own including her own (laughs) literally no no one will make her happy (laughs) it's funny because like i remember how my parents or like my dad was like um he's met maggie and he's like oh like she does look like a little bit chinese and my dad's like i i'm like sure that she has like chinese ancestors and ha- what do you know if you look at her 23 and me <laughs> my dad like was 20 percent right. chinese <laughs> my mom was always like no we're pure vietnamese like don't let anyone tell you differently based on our last names like go up to anyone like our family is very proud like we're vietnamese and it turns out i'm like 20 percent chinese so somewhere in these family trees, someone um, fornicated with the enemy. Enemy. I put that in quotes. It wouldn't have even been that long ago. Because, like, it says that my Korean ancestor was, like, the 1920s-ish era. Mm-hmm. So, like, the, and I'm only, like, 12%. So if you're 20%, it was probably, like, recently, too. Like, your mom probably met them. Yeah, (laughs) she just didn't know it at the time. (laughs) Something to keep in mind. You never know who you're meeting. (laughs) Asians are, yeah, one of the most racist. Asian on Asian. 
Like, we are both, we are all people of color. Why are you going to be racist to other people? Race mixing. This is why race mixing is good. I, yes, race, race mixing, I'm sure, is good in theory. But even think about, like, the way we grew up. Like, we we weren't race mixed. We grew up in a completely different environment. And we still didn't really fit in with white people or Asian people. White people wouldn't consider us theirs. Asian people didn't really accept us either. I think we're both pretty similar. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. Like, to me, I just felt like I couldn't fit in with, like, Asian-Asian people. Like, people who were like us, like Asian-Canadian or grew up in a like predominantly white community, I think I fit in best with those people. Yeah, it's a very small niche of people that we fit into. But if everyone is, I guess, more multicultural, then how if do we you- all erase history, then, <laughs> then you know what? No racism. <laughs> yeah, easy, easy problem. <laughs> easy, erase history. Um, remember your culture, but erase history. <laughs> so our whole topic is you're not Asian enough. Um, this goes back to Asian representation as well. So recently I was reading about the topic of, you know, like Asian actresses. Shout out to Christina who commented this below on our episode too. Um, she was commenting about Asian representation. Like, where do we see it? And growing up, I don't think we had a lot of Asian representation. I think the one actress we had was Lucy Liu. Can you think of anyone else? Brenda's song on The Sweet Life of Zack and Cody it was never mentioned that she was Asian. Like, yes, we knew she was, but they never really talked about it. But I guess that's good because they never yes. talked about how Cody and Zach were white. So like, <laughs> it'd be I a think, bit weird. Yes, it would be weird. But I think what was really great about kids TV shows was that they always like slip in like subtle diversity or like subtle positive messages here and there that weren't so upfront in your face about it. Like, I learned about Diwali, I learned about Hanukkah, I learned about even Chinese New Year's, Lunar New Year's, and, like, episodes on TVs growing up. So I think that was pretty nice growing up. Um, I would have wanted to see, you know, more Asian representation, though. Um, So, funny story about Crazy Rich Asians. Um, A bunch of these actresses, I don't know if you remember, came out, and they were like, oh, I wasn't even considered for the role I wanted to audition. I wanted to be part of history. And I was told I wasn't Asian enough, that I had a white look about me. And Brenda Song had said this. Jamie Chung had said this as well. Um, and I'm sure there are more. Like, I understand where, like, the producers or the directors or the casting people, like, were coming from when they say that, like, they, like Brenda Song and Jamie Chung aren't Asian enough. Because I feel like I'm not Asian enough, too. And I, like, identify with, like, Brenda Song and Jamie Chung, but I don't really identify with people in the movie. Even though the main guy is like half white. Wait a second. <laughs> yeah. So you're telling me uh, that- there was there was a lot of anger about him being cast too because they were like I thought this was supposed to be an Asian movie. It's a little bit sensitive this issue. Like there's no right or wrong, I think. Like we're it's kind of like, you know, it goes back to your race mixing thing. Like the problem isn't solved when we race mix. Like Henry Goldring, he is half white, half Malaysian, I think. And look, like people were angry he was cast, even though he looks Asian. White people probably won't cast him in their like James Bond male lead. So white people won't accept him. The Asians won't accept him. He's, I'm sure, caught in a tricky situation too. This also might be like a sexist thing as well, though, because all of the females on like in the movie are very much like stereotypically asian but then if you look at a lot of the male cast it's like people like ken jong where you would say he's very like asian american and then like the lead guy who is like half white half asian so i feel like guys are given more of a pass culturally than women are i think too like their trend is casting you know the stereotype of asian people like the lights the fair-skinned yes um like tall small tiny very skinny mm-hmm. like jet black hair um like red lips like they just naturally look like like a stereotypical asian beauty i think that's where that's where the hollywood 
comes into. They don't want people who look a little bit different. They want people who are bananas or (laughs) that Asian beauty standard. Yeah, I think that's the two sides of the spectrum. You either have the banana, which is like white on the inside, yellow on the outside, or you have like the stereotypical Asian beauty, which is like skinny, fair skinned, uh, like luscious hair, like that. Like, damn, dude, I can't be all these. I'm just trying to be a human being. Yeah. And it's like, even like, yes, we're getting more like representation, like in the last few years. But if you look at the representation, a lot of it is still, I guess, within the spectrum. Day by day, we are we are definitely getting there. I don't know if it's you too. Like if I'm in a new setting that I tend to gravitate to people who I think I would have the most in common with. So it just happens to be like the person of color in the room or the person who looks young and is a person of color. And then right away, I think like, oh, we're going to be great friends. Or like, I'm going to like force this friendship on them. It's kind of funny because um, when I was an undergrad, a lot of my like good friends were not people who looked like me. Like, well, to be fair, there's like 90%, 95% of the program was like men and like 90% of the program was white men. So <laughs> like it, it was uh, <laughs> you believing you are a white man. <laughs> so it was kind of hard to find people who looked like me and like fair. that I would be friends with. So a lot of my friends ended up being like white guys but then like one of my like better friends I guess was like someone who I kept in contact with for like all five years he was like half Asian and like even in my MBA program in the beginning like most of the people that I talked to were white and then but eventually like the people that I'm closest to now are Asians so weird how that like happened like I guess naturally I'm sure there were a lot of factors that came into it too but yeah, I've I've noticed similar things too. Like growing up, all my friends were white, and then it's like a huge switch where everyone just turned Asian. Maybe. I don't really fit into any of the Asian stereotypes. I don't think either of us. Maybe like the basic white girl one. Like you know, the sorority Asian girl. I think maybe that's where we fit in, but not really. It's weird, which is I think is terrible. The fact that we have so many like I guess types of asian girls why do we need like six different types of asian girls like i'm sorry now i don't fit into any of them now i'm gonna have another identity crisis what the hell yeah i think that's the weirdest part it's just like watching those videos where like i know they're just like jest and like it's fun and everything like but being like oh you're not the like you're not the one that comes from money the fresh off the boat kind of girl you're not the like this nerd that studies like super hard girl you're not the, you're not asian, the party girl you're not the party girl you're not the asian baby girl but it's like i feel like we're like we shouldn't be reduced down to just stereotype i feel like this happens with every single like every single like because they do this for like gay people as well oh yeah the, the twinks types and the bottoms power bottoms exactly yeah. Like the like people just want to label us so bad. Yeah. And it's like I feel like that gives people like issues with like their identity because they're like, oh, if this is the six types, like I don't fit into any of them, or like I identify with like some of these, but not all of it. It's like, then who am I? Like it's it's so hard for people to see that people are 3D. Yeah. And they're not two-dimensional. This isn't a sitcom. We're not all two-dimensional. There's no laugh track here. I will maybe clap for you, but that's it. (laughs) You know, like when you date like a new guy or something, now you have to figure out like, were his exes all Asian? Oh my God. Like, who who is he? Who is he into? Like, are you just fetishizing me? Like, where is the line here? Yeah, I guess it's, it's a very, it's a very thin line between, oh, I just have like, I just like Asian girls. And I like you for who you are. Yes. Like, I get it that people maybe have preferences. And I guess that's okay. I used to think that preferences were racist. I still kind of do. But um, I, I get it now. Yeah. Like, yeah, a, a preference for a specific, like, you don't, you don't want to date, like, Asian girls or something. People have said this to my face, by the way. This is also not okay to do. I don't know why people are saying this to me. Like, I wasn't going to consider you anyways. Like... On behalf of the Asian girls, we're good. We don't need you. Um, but yeah, like I, I think it's it's very tricky these days because if you if you want to date a white guy, 
other people are going to see him and they're going to be like, oh, he's only dating you because he's into Asian girls. Like, that's the sole reason why. Like, not for my amazing personality or my hot body or something like that. Just because he just wants to be with an Asian girl. It's always, like, suspicious if, like, the ex is also Asian. Then you just, like, it. then you have, like, this internalized, like, monologue of, like, does he like me for me or does he like me because he likes Asian girls? And then you can never like, even if they like don't say it, you still think it. like, even if they don't admit it and like, they've like said, no, like I like you for who you are. Or, like, I don't have an Asian girl thing. It's always like something that you think about in the back like, of your head. Are you sure? Are you sure this wasn't like your fetish at one point? Is this like your go-to like porn thing? Like, come on, just be honest with us. Yeah. Um, and I think another thing too is like I don't wanna be the first person of color that the guy has dated. Why? And I know that sounds weird because I don't wanna have to like train him on what's okay to do. Like you would be surprised at how like people suck and people just don't know the basics thing. Like I don't I don't wanna have to remind you of like things you're supposed to do for my not even for my culture, just basic manners, I feel like by the way, you have to say hi to my mom. By the way, like, you should do this. By the way, like, it's just, like, very little things that I'm, like, I feel like people didn't know this. Like, my white friends for sure didn't know this growing up. And I would, like, have to remind them, like, by the way, like, say hi to my mom. And they'd be, like, oh, that's, that's such an Asian thing. What? I'm, like, that's, oh. That's, a that's like, a manners it's thing. It's a common decency thing? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Maybe that was a bad example. But I I think it's, like... I think it it would be easy to date someone who who knew your culture, who knew like the do's and don'ts. So that's why I'm like, okay, like maybe maybe being with someone who also understood that would be easier than versus someone who had no idea and was just kind of close-minded. But then again, you wouldn't date someone like that. Yeah, I think that's a thing. I think you just have like I'm okay with being like the first like ethnic person someone dates like as long as the person has like an open mind about things and is like willing to learn about like things that are okay and like are not okay like even if like there's some things that they might say that like they don't realize are inconsiderate as long as you're like hey like that's not cool then they're like oh my god i'm so like, sorry cut that didn't. shit out. yeah don't like do i didn't ever get around me because it's like someone has to like someone has to do it like you can't yeah. just rely on other girls or guys to like break in your next significant other that was a thing on tiktok (laughs) they were like (laughs) like, do you know how long it took me to break in my boyfriend like whoever gets him next like like you should be so happy you should thank you should thank your boyfriend's previous girlfriend for breaking him in because people just like don't they said that boys particularly just don't have like common sense That's or like so basic basic rules or whatever it is to go about your daily life. So the girls have to break them in. So I the other thing I guess is like just because you dated an Asian girl in the past, it does not mean your next girlfriend will also want the exact same things that your lot like your ex girlfriend did. Make sure you're not just saying, "Well, like my ex girlfriend said this," and it's like okay why don't you go back to your ex-girlfriend then asshole (laughs) yeah like it it doesn't matter like we're still like even though we have like the same cultural background it doesn't mean that we don't have our own likes and dislikes so just to summarize um (laughs) don't be racist representation matters um stop asking us where we're from be be a good person but also know that everyone is three-dimensional just because you don't fit into someone's stereotype or subset doesn't mean that you aren't your own person you have your own subset we ended racism with this episode (laughs) i just go back and reevaluate yourself (laughs) i hope at least like someone else can identify with some of the things that we talked about in this episode you didn't think about like if you didn't think about these things in the past and like maybe like start your own reflection journey yeah if you think we were wrong about something send us an email let us know uh, we will be more than glad to correct ourselves or open up. We're all learning in the process. Let us know what else we should talk about because apparently we do not agree about everything that we do. Because we're even though we're slowly morphing into the same person. So to close this off, 
Um, what advice do you have for, str- for someone struggling with their own identity? Did you relate to any of these experiences that we went through? How did you handle it? How do you best handle racist comments? Let us know in the comments. I would love to know. Maggie was just wait, Maggie was pointing down uh, to, <laughs> the comment section. <laughs> to the podcast, to the podcast <laughs> listeners, I am gesturing down. She, I completely forgot. She uh, so just leave comments wherever you get your podcast, wherever you uh, send us an email. If like we would like to know too how to best handle uh these backhanded compliments how to best handle like passive aggressive racism subscribe to us on youtube come watch the actual clip we were really fun maybe next week's will be funnier (laughs) how dare you we gotta we gotta alternate between deep topics (laughs) and humor (laughs) (laughs) gotta keep the people wanting more yeah we gotta like right. it's we're not gonna let the white man be the funny episode. <laughs> we're funny on our own. I guess to sum it all up, those were the questions that we posed. How many times are we summing this? Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so comment wherever you get your podcast, like us wherever you get your podcast, follow us on our link tree link on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok. And any other social media that is up and coming, Maggie will be on it. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week and happy Lunar New Year. Woohoo! Happy Year of the Ox, guys. Let's make 2021 our year. Yes. Well, make every year your year. Okay. No need to one up me. (laughs) It's always a competition. Okay, thanks for listening, guys. Bye!